0: Welcome to the Confidently You Podcast. My name is Amber and I am your confidence coach specializing in communication and personal transformation. I practice this through feng shui and organization, coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, and all that spirituality woo-woo. My mission in life and goal with this podcast is to help you achieve total freedom and optimize your life by building confidence within your mind, body, and spirit. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, but rather something that you learn. And with confidence, personal, time, and financial freedom are already manifesting deep within you. So if you love personal development, spirituality, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming Confidently You. Hello, confident soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber and I am your host on your confidence building journey. Today, I am so excited and so blessed to be welcoming my friend Aaron Kimbrell onto the podcast as we discuss breath work. Feeling safe in your body and overcoming and combat combating anxiety. Erin is an anxiety coach and breathwork facilitator who helps women heal their anxiety without medication or years of therapy. She empowers women who are struggling with high functioning anxiety to find that inner peace. She has a master's degree in counseling and loves to teach women simple tips to lower stress and anxiety, release the heavy weight of emotions, and find deep relaxation within. Erin and I have such a beautiful conversation about what it feels like to have a sense of safety in your body and using different modalities like Erin's breathwork or My Hypnosis, different ways throughout uh, to get that feeling of safety in the body and really come home to yourself and feel confident in your own skin. I really think that you're going to find a lot of value in the conversation that Erin and I have, and you're going to want to take notes and probably want to connect with Erin. She is such a guru when it comes to cultivating safety. And if you don't know what it feels like to have a sense of safety in your body, then this episode is totally for you. So without further ado, please welcome Erin to the Confidently You podcast. Hello, Erin. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. I am so excited to be having you on today um, to hear all about the work that you do. So I'd love if you could open up, share about who you are and your story. And um, yeah, the floor is yours. Awesome. Thank you so much for letting me be here. I'm excited.
1: So my story has a lot of parts, (laughs) so I'm going to just touch some of the highlights and and sum it up. And then if you have any questions, we can go from there. But I really struggled from a young age with um, food and body issues. So really not loving myself from within, really struggling with food. I struggled with low confidence. That was big for me. I'm just a really shy kid in general. Now I know that's because... I'm a highly sensitive person and an empath and an introvert. And I just didn't realize any of that at a young age. I thought something was wrong with me and struggled with confidence um, from that aspect. So I also had a lifelong struggle with anxiety from as young as I can remember. I was just filled with worry and what ifs and riddled with self-doubt all the time Um, that then Moved into some depression as I got into my twenties. I struggled with, with depression, postpartum depression, and didn't realize at the time. So, my twenties, my especially my late twenties, were a really dark time for me when I was struggling with depression and anxiety. But the thing is, no one really knew because the smile that you see here is the smile that I was carrying all the time. So it was like I was just wearing this mask, you know, and didn't want people to see that i was hurting um and that comes in with a lot of my you know perfectionism i struggled with that for again lifelong struggles with perfectionism wanting to appear perfect wanting to seem like everything was good on the outside even when things weren't good on the inside i have um really struggled with people pleasing wanting to make sure that everyone else was taken care of, everyone else was happy before myself, Uh, really just putting myself last, not knowing how to take care of myself. Uh, And then overachieving, I've always been a really high achiever, wanted to do everything really well, and was really hard on myself. Um, A really emotional kid. I cried every time I messed up. I cried when I messed up in the spelling bee or when I struck out at sports. Just, I had... I had a lot of things that I did not know how to cope with as a kid. My family, um, there were some issues with alcoholism and I I think just the emotional regulation and the coping skills weren't there for them to teach me, you know, and I love them and I understand that everybody's doing the best they can. But I think that kind of set me up to struggle with these things and have to figure it out. So About five years ago, I started figuring it out. (laughs) I started a journey to really love myself, to love my body. It started with intuitive eating, me really working on knowing that all food is okay. And um, then working through the emotional issues that I had with food, which are a lot. And I even had a realization yesterday about another emotional attachment with food. So it's, it's a journey, you know, it's a process. Mm -hmm. Um, In that process, I started to love myself and and me for exactly who I am, which I'm a big person. I always have been and learning to accept that and be okay with that in society was huge for me. So that gave me a lot of confidence within myself and through that confidence, I decided to pursue my dreams. I um, quit. I'm in the process of quitting my job as a counselor. And becoming a certified life coach, which I am now, and a certified breathwork facilitator because all that I have learned has changed how I am, who I am, and how I show up in the world. Uh, I've really healed my anxiety without medication or years of therapy. Uh, my depression is non-existent. And when these things pop up, the people-pleasing or the the urge to binge eat or the perfectionism, I have the tools now and know what to do to heal that part of myself that needs the love. So that is my long story in
0: a nutshell. Um, yeah. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing. I feel I resonate with a lot of your points. Also being a highly sensitive person, um, finding a path to heal my relationship with food through intuitive eating and learning how to cope and process difficult or uncomfortable emotions without ever having, um, any sort of guidance with, or, or, you know, helpful guidance, I should say, um, about how to really deal with those things. So of course, I know that you are a breathwork facilitator and that breathwork has been a really big part of your journey. I'd love if you could share with us, um, what breathwork is all about, why it's good for us. Um, just explain further about that, please.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned I'd struggle with anxiety my entire life. Um, I had tried a bunch of different things for anxiety, including learning all the tools from my master's degree in counseling, you know, and I still didn't feel like it was completely there. It felt like a lot of work to help my anxiety. You know, the thought comes in, you try to catch the anxious thought, reframe it, flip it to another thought. All those things are great. They're well and good, but Breath work is the way that allows allows you to unhook your conscious mind and really quiet that mental chatter that is constantly going on, especially if you've got a busy brain like me. So what it really is, is just an active meditation practice where you're focusing on controlling your breathing using different breathing patterns. So in just a few minutes, with doing this breathing, really focusing on that conscious breathing, you can release stress, anxiety, Overwhelm, self-doubt, fear. You can even release heavy, deep emotions that are within past trauma, um, old emotional wounds that you've been holding on to for a long time. So (laughs) it is amazing. It's just a way to let your body drop into those deeper states of consciousness and access healing. So it's been profound in my life. Within just three minutes, I can shift from an anxious state, you know, kind of like shaky, chest is heavy, fast heart rate within just three minutes sometimes even less I can shift out of that into a feeling of just peace and calm and it is amazing and every time I do it I'm like this this is what the world needs to hear you know breath work is so powerful
0: Mm, I I love how you talked about it as a active meditation Um, as much as I believe in meditation and how like meditation is my non-negotiable. It's something that I practice every day. I recognize that not everybody is maybe ready for meditation or not um, fully informed or feel uncomfortable with it, or it doesn't resonate with them, et cetera, whatever their reason might be. Um, It's nice to hear that there are other ways that you can still experience the benefits of meditation but in other yeah in other forms and it sounds like breath work is definitely something that does that and and that maybe you can even experience the benefits in lesser lesser time like you were saying only three minutes for for breath work I understand that there are also longer types of breath work sessions could you maybe explain the difference about like why someone would practice maybe only a three minute type of breath work versus um, a 45 minute breath work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I want to speak to the piece you talked about too, with the meditation. I remember, you know, if you have anxiety, people are like, try meditation, try mindfulness, try breathing, you know, and I tried it so many times I could not drop in. I could not feel what people were saying I should be feeling. And it's because Mm -hmm. my mind was so busy. I had such a hard time turning it off. So breath work, if 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 meditation or mindfulness practices have been hard for you, I would really encourage not you personally, but whoever's listening, I would really encourage them to try breath work because it is, like I said, it lets you unhook the mind, the busy mind, the ego part of your mind. It lets you unhook that and drop into the body. But for somebody who's feeling anxious, who constantly feels like they want to crawl out of their skin feeling super uncomfortable in their body, sitting in your body is going to feel really impossible. So breathwork lets you unhook that part. And then, yeah, it's amazing to drop into a deeper meditation or something from there. So I did want to speak to that because that was Mm -hmm. absolutely the case for me. As far as the different practices. So there are integrative breathwork practices. So these are shorter practices that you can integrate into your day. You can do these while you're washing the dishes. You can do these while you're taking a walk. That's what I love to do in my work day as I'm transitioning from work to family time. I will take a walk outside and just do some of these different breath patterns. These are a way to access that relaxation. Okay, so these are kind of when you need a quick shift, that's when you're going to an integrative practice. Three minutes, it can even be, you know, you can do a meditation before and after, whatever feels good, but three minutes of active breathing is usually what we recommend for an integrative practice. The longer practices, the meditative practices that you were talking about, these are when you are actively breathing for around 25, 30 minutes. Um, The 45 minutes you're talking about are kind of the beginning of dropping in, relaxing the body and the end where you come out, maybe you journal or you process at the very end. And during these longer breathing sessions, this is when we're able to access the deeper healing that um, oftentimes needs to be done. So this is when we're processing some really deep emotions. This is when we can access that subconscious part of our mind that is holding on to some old memories that um, maybe some old beliefs that have been holding us down for a long time. So when we drop into that, we can also connect to our intuition, you can get guidance. Maybe I'll have a lot of women who come to me and they have a big decision to make and they aren't sure what to do because what do they hear is the busyness of their mind, plus all of the information from maybe their family or friends, and they're trying to decide what's best for them. So when they can drop in to their body, they can get that access to their intuition and know what the right answer is for them. So that's kind of the the difference between the integrative shorter relaxation sessions and the longer meditative sessions for deeper healing.
0: Mm, Thank you so much for clarifying. Yeah. I, I have not tried the shorter integrative practices. So I definitely uh, be very interested to learn how to integrate that into my life. I love how you touched on Uh, connecting with your intuition like dropping into the body I think that there's a lot of confusion or misunderstanding or lack of awareness about what our intuition is or how to tap into it and the intuition is in the body and you know connecting to that intuition and we live in such a society where excuse me where we are so taught and conditioned to think logically you know use our left brain go with what The mind is telling you um, the logical decision. Whereas the intuition is always right and it's not found in the mind, it's found in the body. So I love that breath work is such a way that you can really tap into your intuition. And I know that you and I have had conversations before about a feeling of safety in the body and how. Um, feeling safe is such a huge part in being able to connect with yourself and access your intuition. Do you feel called to share anything about how safety has um, flourished in your life since practicing breath work? I would
1: love to talk about that things. So <laughs> you can ask me, what are the two things that helped you heal your anxiety? you know, without medication, without therapy? I would say safety. And breath work those are the two things those were my go-tos those were the things that helped me tremendously so breath work helps from the physical aspect that we just talked about right relaxing the body safety first of all I had no concept of safety so if you're hearing this and you're like what are you talking about <laughs> that was me, you know. I remember being asked that question, do you feel safe? And I thought, what does that even mean? You know, so it makes sense why I, I didn't feel safe, therefore my body was hyper-aware all the time. It was on edge looking for the next thing that could hurt me, you know. One thing I want to mention with safety is that our brain is wired to keep us safe our brain is not the enemy. People with anxiety think that your brain is the problem. You know, I have this anxious brain and why can't I stop? And that's not true. Our brain is supposed to be protecting us and keeping us safe. Okay. So we just don't have the tools, okay, the safety to drop in and feel from within that everything is going to be okay. So what I work with women on are four different areas of safety in their life, feeling safe in those areas. So I'll kind of highlight those here. The first one is feeling safe in the body, which you and I both talked about kind of struggles with food, struggles with body image. We as women, especially as men as well, but a lot of our society is telling us, don't trust your body. Don't listen to what your body is saying. You know, you don't know what to eat. You don't know what you need, you know, and we don't feel safe to be in our body. If you Mm -hmm. struggle with anxiety, you also don't feel safe to be in your body because it feels really uncomfortable. So feeling safe in the body is extremely important. Feeling safe in your emotions. I, this was part of my story as well. I mentioned I was a really emotional child and I don't, I think my family members just didn't quite know how to handle that. And that was shut down. So it was stop crying, you know, get over it, that kind of thing. And I learned to not feel. I was mm-hmm. proud of myself when I would have an emotion come up and I could shut it down. That's what I taught myself. And yeah. after that experience for so many women, we are numbed out and we are avoiding our feelings, suppressing because that's what we've been taught, or that's what's easier. Because when we have these experiences when we're younger and they're painful, we don't want to feel that way anymore. So we just suppress it. So feeling safe, feel, knowing that you can feel your emotions, that when you actually feel an emotion, it passes within 90 seconds, you know. So the full intensity, you feel it and then you feel the release. Feeling safe in that, knowing that it's okay if you have emotions, that's the second piece. Feeling safe in your external environment. This one makes a lot of sense for, you know, those of us who struggle with maybe social anxiety or um, just unsure of those around us. That was the case for me. I was always scared of like an intruder coming into my home or nervous to go in public with other people. So feeling safe, knowing that, What's around you is safe, your environment, the external, people when you go out in public, that is a safe place to be. And if you don't feel that, really digging into why you don't feel that, going into your beliefs about that, maybe past experiences that you've had. And the last one is safety within your higher power. So whatever that is for you. God, universe, you know, Mother Nature, Source, whatever that is for you, finding safety, knowing that you are taken care of by something much greater than you, and you are protected, that everything is working out in your life exactly as it should, and fully surrendering to that. So, so many of us won't control. <laughs> we want to know what's going to happen in our life next. What can I do? But really realizing that we're not the one in control. And at first that can feel untethering, but once we really let go and surrender and feel the peace in that, that's when you have the safety in that fourth area. So that's what I help women on because safety itself can feel like a really big concept. But once you find that safety from within, you have this inner knowing that no matter what happens, you are okay. You're going to be safe. And I think in Everything we've experienced in the past, you know, a little over a year now has taught us that we have very little control over what's Mm -hmm. going on around us. So if we can surrender to what is for our life and feel that inner safety, then everything's going to be okay.
0: Oh, yes. Mic drop. I feel so hard with what you just just said there. And I think that this is something that a lot of people need to hear. Um, Because again, when you say the word safety, while we tend to think about like, our physical safety, you know, just, you know, protecting ourselves from being physically hurt and whatnot, but it actually goes so much deeper than that. And I think that anyone listening to this that does have anxiety, hearing what you just explained might like, that could be like a really big light bulb moment for them. Like, wow. Yeah. She's right. Like, I don't feel safe in my body. I do feel unsafe when I'm having uh, a panic attack or whatever their uh, symptoms of anxiety are like, it really does come down to safety and feeling safe in who you are and in your body and in this world, like how you fit into it. It's how safe you feel. And knowing that that safety has to start from within you. It's an internal, internal state that you have to be in order to feel safe in the world. You have to feel safe within yourself first. So, I'm so glad that you brought that down for us here.
1: <laughs> yeah. One thing I, I think I want to mention as well, we wonder, you know, why we, why we can't access safety. The experience is different for a lot of people, but a lot of women I work with had experiences in their childhood that led them to feel unsafe,
0: mm, unsafe. Yes.
1: This could be, you know, big T trauma, like we say, or little t trauma. And trauma is anything that feels like too much too soon, too fast for your body or system. So for me as a highly sensitive person, a lot felt like too much, too fast. I didn't know how to process that, you know? So I had these experiences that felt really traumatic to me and left me feeling really uncertain and unstable. A lot of women I work with have parents who struggled with addiction which is a huge um, trigger to feeling unsafe. So if you're wondering, why do I not feel this, you know, or, or like you said, even, well, safety to me just feels like in, in my physical body, it's so much deeper. And oftentimes when we go back, um, as you and I know, we've done a lot of this work on our past and experiences that we've had. And when we can heal that part of ourselves,
0: we can feel the safety.
1: So it's possible for everyone. It just takes a little work.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that achieving safety or at least working towards safety is actually uh, a key ingredient into building that confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because when you feel safe in yourself, that means that you trust yourself and you trust, um, you just have this unconditional trust that, you know, whatever happens is going to happen and that you're going to be able to respond um, in a way that is in alignment with who you are. and that is really that's so confident when when you can really build that strong foundation within yourself and cultivate that safety and cultivate that trust within yourself. So I'd love to hear more about um, some tangible changes that you've noticed within, yourself and, you know, how you feel more confident through, through your work and, you know, whatever you feel called to share about that. Mm
1: -hmm. You are so right. The connection between confidence and safety is very strong. If there is no, you know, if there is no feeling of safety, then of course, before you go to do something that feels really scary, you know, Mm -hmm. if you have no confidence, then you're not going to know how to bring yourself back to that baseline of like Mm -hmm. peace and calm and I've got this, it's going to be okay. And that's kind of my view on confidence is it's not, um, it usually doesn't come before we do the really hard thing. For me, my experience has been feel the fear, the panic, (laughs) the anxiety, do the hard thing, then comes the confidence that's been for me. So having that safety and like, I always put my hand to my heart and just say, I'm safe. I am okay. I can do this. Just reminding myself that um, that it is important to feel that safety so that you can then feel the confidence. So for me, wow, I have a lot of results because I think you can <laughs> a shock sometimes when they're, you know, they see me on Instagram or putting on workshops and they are just like, this is the same girl who was terrified as a kid who had no confidence. Um, it, it, yeah, it's, it's been huge. So for me, I would say the confidence comes in being seen, knowing that it's okay to be seen, to let people see me online, to know that what I have to share is of value and that people truly need it. I was there was so much fear um, that just was crippling to me to so think of even being on this Zoom with you right now, you know, and, and recording this podcast would have, I I can't imagine I would have done that because I I just didn't have the confidence with myself that I knew what to say or, you know, that I could be seen and it would be okay. Um, The results that I've seen in other people are also really powerful. I have women that had no love within themselves and they, at the very end of each breathwork practice, we put our hand to our heart and we say, thank you, I love you three times over. And at first she said, I didn't, I never felt that, you know, I never felt that until about the fourth time we did it. And then it started to sink in a little bit more and a little bit more. And so I think the connection between loving yourself and feeling confident is is another huge connection too. I, I think that's a struggle to say that you could be confident without really having that deep feeling of loving yourself. So from there, here's what I see women doing. I see them quitting jobs that have held them down that feel really awful that maybe they were just putting up with maybe they were Mm -hmm. you know i see them setting boundaries with uh people that are toxic or people that um aren't good for their mental health and for their own personal health i see them making huge changes in their life i mentioned um you know, sometimes when you're unsure about a decision to do a longer breathwork session, getting clarity on that. And one of the women I work with said, okay, it is the right thing for me to move across the country to a place I don't know, to a place I've never been starting completely over. Most of us, if we're struggling with confidence and with safety, we're going to think that that's not, you know, an option for us, that there's no way I can move across the country to somewhere that I don't know. I, have, mm-hmm. I just think of how much panic that could bring in. So I see big changes like that. Um, and then small changes, just the, the look on someone's face when they have that inner confidence and all of a sudden they're glowing when they're not afraid to ask for what they need. Mm-hmm.
0: And for
1: What we need is, man, that can change a life, you know? So I think those are some of the really tangible things that I've seen change in people's lives.
0: Mm, yes, I, I have to say that I, I noticed those changes too in, in my clients and, and people that um, are part of my circle and going you know, on the same sort of journey that we are all focusing on right now. And I love how you touched on, uh, you said that one of your clients, you know, it took her you know, three or four times before she really cultivated that feeling of self-love in her, in her breathwork practice. And I think that that really goes to show about how, you know, it takes, it takes a, a certain amount of dedication to try out different modalities of healing. You know, I don't think that you should try breathwork once. And if it didn't work for you, you know, completely turn it down or same thing with meditation or yoga, or just simply sitting in silence, you know, there's so many different things that we can try, but because we're so, Condition to behave a certain way you know we have to give ourselves that opportunity to get into it to to give it our to give it a, a full chance to allow it to work ourselves and some we just have to go through a little bit of a process to to get there um, yeah so it's great to to try things multiple times and maybe try different facilitators or coaches or whoever resonates with you. I think that's another thing is finding that person who, who does speak your language, who, who does understand you. Um, And then we kind of get into niching on the business side of things where it's like, okay, like who do I serve and how can I help them? And so that's something that you and I have definitely talked about before. It's like, who, who can we help? The most um, with what we have to offer. Maybe um, would you like to share why it is that you choose to help women um, and focus on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I connect best with women. I always have. Even going back to childhood, I didn't have many male friends, but I had a lot of female friends. So I feel that my connection to women is just stronger personally. I also think that women can relate to a lot of the struggles that I have been through that caused my anxiety or, or even increased my anxiety. So for example, my anxiety increased a lot when I had kids, you know, the mom (laughs) in me was hyper aware, was terrified of something happening to my kids. It was like my biggest fear. And so dads have a different experience, you know, it's not better or worse, it's just different. So I speak to women in particular, because we can relate on those deeper levels. I do think that societal uh, norms are much different for women and for men. So when we're talking body image, when we're talking food, that's not to say men don't struggle with that. I know they do, but it is just, there's much different standards for women and men. So just a deeper level of understanding. I want the person that I work with to really feel seen and understood because the deeper we can feel that, the more we can open up, the more we can heal those parts of ourselves that really need it. So that's why I choose to work with women. Um, I do want to also mention that you were talking about trying things over and over, you know, not just trying it once. and saying, Oh, this doesn't work. Mm -hmm. My experience with breath work was exactly that. I had tried it for a few months. Um, and then one day it just clicked. It, that, that's the only way I can describe it. Um, it was a different experience instead of doing it with a facilitator, which I had tried before. I was doing just a few minutes of breath all myself when I was in a very anxious state and I felt the difference immediately. Uh, I think a lot of that was a lot of the resistance before was coming from the ego was thinking, oh, I don't need this. This is dumb. (laughs) This is not going to help me. I've tried meditation before, you know, so hearing when the mind might be holding us back a little bit and, and just knowing that that's okay. Like, okay, mind, I hear you. I see you. That's okay. That maybe you're not ready for that yet, but I do think it's important to continue to try and not just give up and try other modalities. Maybe that's not your thing, but something else is, it is really important for our healing.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that you use the word resistance. Mm -hmm. I have over the past few months, I've really begun to understand what resistance really means, especially when it comes to our mind, body, and spirit. Like what does resistance really look like when it comes to our mind, body, and spirit? And I've noticed that Um, when looking at resistance, resistance is like stopping yourself from doing something that is inevitably going to benefit you. And I find that the more resistance that you hold towards something, the, the greater chance there is of a breakthrough that is going to occur. That is something that I have absolutely lived through (laughs) live through myself um, especially when releasing trauma Um, because the way that the unconscious mind works is that it you you mentioned it's it's always here to keep us safe right and the unconscious can detect when something is too emotionally overwhelming to you to handle so it will suppress it and that takes a lot of energy to do that and so when you come up to these things that are resistant or that you're feeling resistance towards, that's your unconscious trying to protect you from going through emotional turmoil with trying to handle those things. But on the other hand, the unconscious also recognizes when you do feel safe enough to, to handle something. And it will start to bring up these things that you've been suppressing and because it senses that there's an opportunity for you to finally release it and to free up that energy. And I've heard from people practicing breathwork that um, because you mentioned that during breathwork, you unhook from the conscious mind and tap into the unconscious. I've heard from people that they have experienced such profound healing because they, they get this sense of weightlessness after that. They feel lighter because of what they've released during their breathwork session. And I really believe that that has to do with the unconscious uh, sensing that cultivation of safety in yourself that you've, that you've gained during your breathwork session. And then it senses, okay, it's safe. We can now release this trauma or whatever it is that we've been for suppressing for so long, because it now feels safe.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think to this one woman in particular, she had as many of us do, a lot of resistance to feeling because of pain from her past. I loved your definition of resistance. Uh, you know, it, it is just trying to protect us. When we know that something is good for us, we know that it would be best for us to do it, but we don't do it because I don't want to, or, you know, it's easier to lay on the couch, that kind of thing, for sure. That's resistance. Mm-hmm. coming in. And so just loving the resistance, feeling the resistance and saying, okay, that's fine. And for my better good, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Because you're right, the breakthrough is on the other end almost every time. So she was really holding in, I mean, in a a lifetime of emotions and feelings. And I worked so hard to create a safe container. That's something that women say consistently across the board is that they just feel so safe. They feel so held. Um, and it allowed her to drop in, to release. So you were talking about that feeling of weightlessness and light, you know, lightness. Absolutely. She was feeling, and this is common in breath work, but feeling like you are floating above your space, like physically floating because she felt so light. And in that process, was it easy for her? I don't think it was easy. I never sugarcoat things to say that she, I could, I mean, I was watching her process through years and years of those heavy uh, the hatred towards herself, family trauma that she had experienced. Um, so, you know, she's releasing these massive emotions, crying, screaming, even kind of punching the floor beside her. That was her experience. Other people's experience can look a lot different, but can have the same end result. I have breathers who are completely still the whole time. You know, they really don't shift a lot. And at the end of the session, they're like, oh my gosh, I had this amazing breakthrough. Now I realize this was connected to this in my life and this in my life and this in my life. And so I do think, you know, back to your point, I do think it's really, really cool how all of that comes into play together and how you Mm -hmm. can drop into your unconscious mind. Things that you had no idea are there and clearing those out. And I know that some of the work you do in a different way allows women to do the same thing, which is why it's important to try different modalities and see what works best for you.
0: Hmm, and it's important to recognize like how all of these different modalities beautifully complement each other. So I feel like what the work that you're doing, it's very tapped into the body, and you know, focusing on safety in the body and allowing the body to go through these physical. Processes that are so important because, well, if we're looking at emotions, well, emotions are energy in motion. Mm -hmm. So just allowing yourself to process those emotions. Whereas with me, I'm a little bit more focused on the mind and how um, we can um, use the knowledge of how our mind works to our advantage and to tap into that unconscious through like hypnosis. Hypnosis is one of my favorite modalities. And I think that the two paired together are just, um, th- again, they just beautifully complement each other. I think any work with the unconscious, whether that be, uh, through mental work or body work is so beneficial because our unconscious, um, controls 95% of our, of our reality. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you allow your conscious mind to run the show, you, like you, you aren't going to experience life in the way that you want to because um, that's only 5% of your potential. Whereas, if you tap into the rest of your potential, that's when you're going to have those breakthroughs. That's when you're going to release things that don't align with you anymore. That's when you're really going to find your true self is through going deeper. And and really tuning into that unconscious, and I think that that's where we're going to find confidence in ourselves, and taking that uh, conscious energy to like really communicate with our unconscious, like that's where the freedom freedom lies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy to be learning about about breathwork because it's it's funny. I I said to try things more than once. I have only tried breathwork once. And I didn't have the breakthrough experience that people were talking about. And I just simply haven't gone back to, to try it again. So I'm feeling Mm re-inspired by our conversation saying like, yes, I'm going to give breathwork another go because I know how beneficial it is. And I love meditating. You know, I've, it took me a long time to get into the swing of meditating, but I'm so glad that I did because now it's my daily practice and I do it every, like, yeah, I do it every single day. It's my non-negotiable, but it took me years to get to the point where now I am ex- I'm reaping the benefits that meditation has to offer. And I want to add breath work to my, to my repertoire and maybe not do, you know, a 45 minute session every day, but once a week, I can certainly prioritize time once a week for, you know, a 45 minute breathwork session to experience those benefits and to unhook my conscious from the unconscious. As you said, I think that that's so interesting. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I think one thing too, is creating, we were talking about safety. So even going back to that, I call it taking sips of safety for your body. So for Mm -hmm. me, breathing was really uncomfortable at first. It was really scary it was something new. And I think that's where a lot of my resistance came in at first. So I didn't like it, you know, long story short. So by just doing these shorter sessions, that was another big key for me, breathing for a minute or two minutes, maybe even before, after you do your meditation practice, just bringing in those sips of safety seeing how that feels, and then going into the deeper, longer practices, I do think that sometimes that works better for people, you know, we just have to find what works for us, so I love that you're uh, willing to give it another try, that's how I feel about a lot of things, too, sometimes I'm like,
0: oh, I tried it, and
1: it didn't work, well, let's let's give it another try and see how it feels this time.
0: Mm. So how can, how can, uh, women work with you or men too, but how can, how can, uh, we find you? How can we work with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Instagram every day. I, I actually really love Instagram stories. So I share a lot. I share, uh, yesterday I shared a big breakthrough I had. I am really sharing candidly on there and openly about my life. So if you want to get to know me a little better, I would say find me on Instagram, and check my stories and see what I'm up to that day. I really love to dive in deep with women. (laughs) So I would love if you wanted to start a conversation, let me know, um, what's coming up for you and how I could support you. I support women through, uh, several different ways right now. I am doing one-to-one coaching. So that is really the most intimate way to work with me. The, um, Closest way to work with me, where we meet weekly and go through a coaching session together. And a lot of times we are dropping into the body. It's not always just talking, but it's really powerful to see the shifts in women as they do this one-to-one work. Um, I also do my signature six month group coaching course, which is called Heal Your Anxiety. So this is much different because I'm taking women through my proven process that I've gone through and that other women have experienced too, to heal their anxiety from within. So All the things we've talked about today, plus so much more, basically my lifetime of learnings is what I share with them there. So we meet weekly. I teach a lesson live. I do live coaching and then they get a workbook. And then from there, they have access to me throughout the week. So text me when you're struggling, when you're feeling anxious, when you're working through a really tough belief or feeling that resistance, like we talked about, I'm basically the coach in their pocket. So I love connecting with women. I think the group aspect is extremely important and feeling that you can be supported by others who maybe you've never even met before is, is very healing for the body. And then I have a secret offer that I haven't even um, posted publicly yet, but I know that so many women are looking for live weekly breath work, And so if that is something that may be of interest to you, let me know. I'm creating a, a breath work membership called Release, Relax, Breathe, which is where you can do exactly that. Every week you can show up and breathe with us and work through a lot of these things that we just talked about. So that is how I'm working um, with women today. I am open to working with men. I know you kind of mentioned that earlier. I just feel like Um, the right person, no matter if they're a woman or a man would know that I'm right for them. And um, we can connect on that. Mm,
0: Yes. I totally know what you mean by that. I have gone through group coaching before and there's something so um, intimate and beautiful and supportive about being in a safe space with other people all having that common goal and, you know, sharing similar struggles to, ach- and then ultimately to achieve that that common goal. And there's something very beautiful. And like there's a community gets built when you um, are willing to be vulnerable with others and share those types of experience with each other to achieve those similar, similar goals. So I'm really proud of you for offering that. And thank you for offering such beautiful things to the world.
1: Yeah so excited to be putting this out into the world to hopefully spread this message um, throughout because I want other people to feel the way that that you and I feel now, you know to compare that to how I felt before night and day. And I want other people to feel that too.
0: Mm. Do you have any um, words of wisdom or any last thoughts that you'd like to share before we finish up here today?
1: I would absolutely say that this is a process, I think. And we touched on this a little bit with the resistance. A lot of us think that something should work immediately or that we could get the results tomorrow when we try something today. All of this is a process you have been going through your whole life to come to this point in your process. So I I remind my clients of that often. And that is my, those are my words of wisdom that knowing that everything you're doing is for your greater good and in your favor, but trusting the process and surrendering to what the plan is for your life. That would be my words of wisdom.
0: Mm, Time is a key ingredient. I found that the more present that we are in our time and the less that we hurry, the more time that we actually have. Mm -hmm. So just enjoying the bliss of (laughs) breath work and, you know, enjoying the moment that you're in, you know, you'll actually find greater benefits instead of it. It's it's almost like, instead of being anxious about the future um, and instead just like relishing in the moment. (laughs) Mm, absolutely. Mm, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I've learned a lot and I am going to make an effort this weekend because at the time that we're recording, it's a long weekend in Canada. Um, and I'm gonna make a and I'm gonna make it a priority to do some breath work this weekend. So thank you for inspiring me. Um, for those of you that are uh, wanting to connect with Erin, you'll find her details in the show notes. Um, you can follow her on Instagram or join her Facebook group, whatever calls to you. She is there. I see her posting all the time and she posts some really great stuff. So, um, you're definitely going to want to connect with her. So, thank you again, Erin, for coming on. And, listeners, I will connect with you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing, a small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them. By screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook, you can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode.